if you're driving. Please remember to use your car's Bluetooth speaker while listening to the AM Drive. Sports talk is not worth your safety or the safety of others. Thank you. Happy 90 Minute Monday to everyone in the sports universe. It is November the 15th, 2021. This is the AM Drive on 12 on Sports. We are live. For Aaron Crouch, I am Michael Carbellis. What's going on, Aaron? Not a whole lot. Another good weekend in football. And um, after last week's under 500 debacle, I... Uh, I'm now sitting currently at 500 again, <laughs> going right into the Monday night game. But luckily for me, I did pick the right ones to bet. So I did have another good weekend uh, betting, another positive plus weekend. So um, while I'm not going to use that as my best of the week, personally, I felt like that was my best of the week. <laughs> well, this segment is presented by pick And you can make picks against the spread every week to win real cash prizes. Pick-A-Mores is 100% free-to-play, which makes it that much better. Compete against friends and us here at the AM Drive, the ultimate bragging rights. Go to www.pickamores.com slash fly. That's pickemwars.com slash F-L-Y to support the show. Let's get into our best and worst of the weekend. Aaron, what is your worst of the weekend? So my worst of the weekend comes from college football, and it's kind of twofold uh, in the same game here. Uh, Baylor and Oklahoma, time running down. I believe the score at that point was 24-14. Baylor was obviously going to come through with the upset. Three seconds left. Baylor's coach calls timeout. Um, the whole stadium ready to rush the field. Calls timeout and kicks a field goal to basically finish the game 27-14. It seemed a little weird. I saw it in real time, didn't think anything of it. Um, and Lincoln Riley was incredibly, let's go with, irked by it. He was not yep. happy with it. He was running all over the field at a press conference. He was talking about safety issues. and um, So, okay, yeah, I, I can get that. I, I mean, on the broad spectrum, I didn't understand quite why they did that. But basically... Uh, it looks like uh, there was a reason behind it. Um, basically, Baylor falls into a second-place three-way tie. Point differential matters. And adding every single point you can was the reason that the Baylor Bears kicked the field goal there. So my beef is with Lincoln Riley. If he didn't want Baylor to kick a field goal there to win 27-14, win the game. Oh, that's a good idea. So that's great thinking. I mean, it, it's kind of a twofold performance. Like again, on face value, I was like, "Why are they doing this? This seems kind of bad." But uh, Lincoln, you got to win the game, buddy. If you win the game and you control the narrative, you don't have to worry about if Baylor's kicking a field goal with three seconds left. You know what's crazy is my worst of the weekend was actually going to piggyback yours because originally, before I read what I'm going to say. I did think that, like, because Dan Mullen and the Florida Gators, they beat Samford, an FCS team, 70 to, like, 52. Mm -hmm. 
And then after the game, Dan Mullen says, oh, well, we're not caring about style points and we're just here to win. I'm like, bro, you literally coach college football. Point. These things matter to people. Maybe not if you're Florida anymore because you guys suck now, but you can't just say, oh, we're not here for style. Yes, you are. But anyways, my actual worst of the weekend is Philadelphia 76ers assistant coach and former Grizzlies and Sacramento Kings head coach Dave Yeager has left the team for head and neck cancer. Um, He said about 15 weeks ago he noticed a lump in his throat, and the doctor said it was fine. The test came back negative. But five weeks ago he said, listen, like the lump is still there. It's not getting any smaller. He, he said every day would just scare him while he was shaving. He said there's a 90% chance he survives from that, which is crazy because it's of like a throat cancer. But I still think he led the Grizzlies to the playoffs. He did pretty well with the Kings, in my opinion. And for this to happen, it's just awful. So shout out Dave Yeager. Get well soon, bro. Aaron, what is your best of the weekend? Yeah, so my best of the weekend is just the culmination of a crazy week. A lot of people, you know, basically piling on. But Aaron Rodgers coming back from COVID oh. and, and all of the talk and his fiance having to, like, put out weird stuff on social media. And uh, just a weird, probably a weird 10 days for Aaron Rodgers. Probably not his best 10 days he's ever had. And he comes out and shuts out the Seahawks. And just. <laughs> Does it very quietly. He didn't do much in the game. I just, but for him to come out and get that win, because you imagine if they lost this game at home after he was just announced to start. And um, no, I just, I mean, I'm not a big Aaron Rodgers guy. You know that. But for everything, you know, a lesson in humility there with all of the things that happened for that to not pile on, to get a shutout win was probably a big sigh of relief for him. And uh, it sounded like, uh, according to his post game press conference, he was crying a little bit on the field as they walked off with that win. Interesting. I, never, I didn't see that part. Huh. Well, I didn't see the crying, but according to his post-game presser, he got a little teary-eyed um, after the win or as the win was winding down and they were coming off the field. So I don't know if that's, uh, like I said, a culmination of everything that he's read about. And, I mean, people have been not shy to say mean things about him. Whether it's warranted or not, I'm not going to get into that conversation, but uh, he uh, – he, uh, you got to feel good getting a win here, and uh, like he said, he's according to his post game presser, he got a little a little misty uh, to to direct quote him. Misty. And it feels good to have those types of emotions and be back with my guys. So, uh, you know, good for Aaron Rodgers. Kind of a culmination to a crummy crummy week to ten days, getting a shutout victory against the Seahawks and just keeping them afloat in the NFC North. Social media is evil. Oh yeah. Um, my best of the weekend is. Remember earlier this year we mocked Kansas, well, at least I did, for rushing the field when they beat an FCS team. And I thought, you know, I mean, Kansas has been terrible. Mm-hmm. They had one win on the season until this game when they threw a, a two-point conversion in the first overtime to a walk-on to beat Texas. Talk about hanging your, your stones. This was – for all the marbles, and this could have backfired very poorly. But to me, you have to do this if you want to bring some fire back. In fact, there was even a Twitter post, Aaron, earlier this week 
of how the offense has been improving. And I even retweeted. It was funny as crap. People were bashing it while the Kansas football team would just troll themselves like that. And they come in and say, watch this and beat a not great Texas team, but that's still a big win for them to just do that in the first every time and say, here, take this and watch this. Good for Kansas, man. Yeah, they have uh, 56-game Big 12 road losing streak. Oh, that they, is golly day. Dangling back to 2008. 56 games mm. lost in conference on the road, and you win a game 50, what was it, 55-54? Yeah, something like that. Something huge. Like, it's just, oh, 57-56. That's and ironic. The biggest ever um, upset in terms of spread uh, in a Big 12 conference game. Yeah, Texas can't be loving the fact that uh, Steve Sarkeesian, they fired Tom Herman, who was above 500, and obviously that's not going to cut it, just being above 500. And then now you're losing to Kansas? Like, I, I mean, I'm guessing Sarkeesian's play is it's always darkest before the dawn, but, I mean, how do you step up to that podium? And, and you know, no one – any coach that's come through, Charlie Strong, Mac Brown. Um, They've gotten Tom, bad raps Tom, over there. Tom Harmon, they don't lose to Kansas. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah. you might not be good, but if there's one thing you don't do, you don't you, you don't lose to Kansas. Sucks being an offensive coach, don't it? It must be. <laughs> well, shout out to Kansas and shout out to um Aaron Rodgers. Okay, because we are presented by pickamores.com slash fly, I've started this new thing in the topics every 90-minute Monday. you got 90 minutes. AM Drive 5 recap and some pick wars recap. I went 5-0, which is actually pretty cool because, let's be fair, AM Drive 5, we don't bet this stuff. I mean, it's five-game parlay. We just not cut it. But I'm pretty proud of that. What did you do, Aaron, this week in the AM Drive 5? Um, I was 3-2. and two. We actually Another won a college football. Yeah, well, we won a college football bet this week, which is always good. And uh, actually, we were – we were point and a half away from being four and one. I mean, I, I will be yeah. honest, straight up legit. I had Cleveland money line that couldn't have gone any worse. Oh, uh, we missed South Alabama covering against App State by a point and a half, but we got Ole Miss in, we got the Saints in, and we got the Washington football team in. So uh, three and two, we'll take it. It's it's sixty uh, percent, and uh, you can never really really hate on sixty percent winning percentage. We both went twelfth in college football. We're just. Eh. And then um, in UFC, I thought this was hysterical, Aaron, because <laughs> this is great. What is the line that we used while we were picking this off the air, these UFC fights? Well, I just looked at the guys. I looked at the <laughs> pictures of the two guys. I know a little bit about UFC, but this was a, a staunchly weird undercard. Um, I just looked to see who looks tougher. <laughs> who looks- <laughs> I did too. It's funny because like you hadn't even told me that, and I was like, I'm just looking at who looks tougher. And Aaron's like, that's what I did too. That's what I did. We did and not so, do well though. Aaron finished 246th, and I did even worse at 280th. So now we, what I we mean, have to do is who looks tougher, and probably there's them. a lot of guys who know that stuff pretty well. Absolutely, yeah. No, you have to. I mean, I like UFC. There's, I mean, there was no big, it wasn't a big card. It wasn't a main event pay-per-view. And a lot of those guys I'd never even heard of before. So, I mean, to say I'm a diehard UFC fan, not at all. But I know a little bit of of, of stuff there. But that's this wasn't it. But um, uh, we did okay in the NFL, though. 
Yeah, this was I was excited because you know, as there as this new sponsor flies in, <laughs> flies in. Um oh. I, I'm sorry. Um, I like that because you finished 11th, and actually, I think you went at 50% of your picks, like you were doing good until like, those late games I saw. Mm-hmm. And then I had the Chiefs minus two and a half to the moon, baby. To the moon we went. And I went seventh. I'm not I apparently when you get top six, I found out. You get like a lot more of those little coins. So I got like, what is this? 59 coins again. If I would have gotten like one game better, I would have got like 280 coins with the top six people. And it apparently it's top three to win cash. Nice. And you are right. Those power ups are huge. Because I believe every last person in the top, the top two guys used all of their power ups. Yeah, the power-ups are the key there. So starting out, um, you can either purchase them or, or earn them. So starting out, if you're going to earn them, um, yeah. it takes a little bit of time. But um, it's definitely awesome. I mean, I'm not going to hate on free money. Pick-em-wars is pretty awesome. It's, it's, uh, it helps you find a, a good spot in the market here, and it's, it's all in fun. I mean, like you said, it's totally free, 100%, and uh, you have a chance to win real money and, and – uh, Kind of hone your skills as a handicapper. Thank you, bro. Let's get to Sunday Night Football Review because there's not much to review here. It's just the Raiders didn't do well in the Chiefs' offense. I mean, Aaron is a back. I believe Mahomes was under pressure once again, and somehow this game he says, I'm going to play smart football today. That was the biggest story of the game to me because Max Crosby was getting back there. But he just he he made good passes this time. Yeah, so I watched about two and a half quarters of this game. Me too. Um, I guess I watched the competitive part of this, um, yeah. but it just seemed like the Raiders were doing themselves in with uh, being undisciplined. There were a couple of yeah. couple of penalties on defense, uh, but on the offense, it seemed like the offense was clicking, and then it just stopped. I don't I don't quite know what's going on necessarily. I mean, watching the you know, watching the game in play, it seems like Darren Waller just is being a for, becoming a forgotten man in the offense here. Yeah, you feel and, like he would like be a number one right now, as a, right. even as a tight end. I mean, I understand he got seven targets, which is second on the team, but it just seems like those targets are either under pressure or he's he's being double teamed. There's just, I guess, I I mean, I don't know what the st- in terms of Henry Ruggs, uh, you know, how much that affects the ability to cover the other, you know, the other guys. I mean, Renfro got nine targets, which isn't off, you know, script for them. But uh, the biggest thing for me was the, I don't know if, it, for me, it seemed like it turned the game was when Deshaun Jackson, that fumble. That was weird. I thought you like, threw it to the guy. I did too. I thought he was lateraling the ball. Like, this crap? Because uh, when he turned to the side, I'm like, why would he do that in the first place? Yeah, it was a very strange sequence of events. So, I mean, but you're right. Kansas City, it doesn't take much for us to believe Kansas City's back. And, <laughs> I mean, there's going to be a lot of people to to, to believe that. And I'm, I'm going to pump the brakes a little bit. I think Las Vegas, finally, everything is just culminating now. Gruden gone, you know, a couple games they had. This is, I mean, like you said, this is still a quality team and a quality opponent week in and week out. Nobody's going to deny that. They've had some struggles on defense. But they're playing, I think the defense is really what the, the main reason that the offense we're talking about the offense finally coming around. I mean, how many weeks now we're looking at how the, how the defense was last three weeks. They've allowed less than 20, I think. 
yeah, I mean, they were we were looking, we were staring down the barrel of like an all time low in defense, and then something has just turned around. Um, and it to me, it sets up a huge matchup here coming up this Sunday against the Cowboys. I know they're not in the same conference, but I mean, I mean, for viewership, this is going to be a big game, in my opinion. And to me, Chiefs and Cowboys, now that you mention it, might be. A, I mean, it could be a Super Bowl. Let's be fair. It's totally possible. It can be a Super Bowl. Both pick. these teams can look good in, in, when it comes to that time. So, sure. No, I don't. I don't doubt that. I mean, we got a long way to go for that. But I mean, if both these teams are, steer the ship the right way, yeah, absolutely. There's totally plausible these two teams can meet in the playoffs, especially with Kansas City, like you said. I think we talked about this on Friday or on the NFL preview show. Like this game, this Sunday night game, it was for first place. I mean, yeah. everything that Kansas City has gone through, and we've crapped on them. And I, I, I've been and in that. Chargers charge it again. Yeah, exactly. Chargers going to charge. It seems like nothing changes in there. To matter, no matter who their coach is, but uh, Kansas City sitting here after ten weeks in first place. Did they expect it would be a six and four record? No, but first place is first place. You're right about that, and. I'll admit, I was pr- I was a little premature getting off their bandwagon. Maybe that was just my personal motivation to get them back on track. Ever since I've done that, though, I've looked kind of stupid. They they've done well on defense, and I do agree that Sean Jackson was a was a bad play for secondary, but at least their guys came back and fought for that fumble. Like that could have been he could have ran away with that thing, but they kept on fighting even after the blown the the guy couldn't get in the interception. So it just seemed like that was kind of almost a turning point i didn't quite understand it like what he was doing i understand making trying to make a second effort or whatever it just it 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 was a great uh strip by the 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 kansas city defender i don't don't know who it was specifically but it was a great strip play by the kansas city defender right into tyron matthew's hands so i mean (laughs) johnny on the spot right there tyron matthew good for him but it was uh it was i think that was a turning point in the game it just seemed like the game went just shifted right like that so Pickamores.com slash fly. See if you can do better than me and Aaron, especially in the UFC. <laughs> 100% free to play. Um, when we come back, we're talking all the games, most of the games in college football, even some NFL. We'll be right back to the AM Drive on 12 Ounce Sports. Sports? Do you like free money? You're going to be watching the game anyway. So join us at pickemwars.com to play. Weekly NFL and NCAA contests are live right now. Play free at pickemwars.com. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. One of the challenges that most guys have is they don't know how to dress. But a lot of guys confuse business casual with ripped jeans and t-shirts. You have to dress for the role that you want, not for the role that you have. Buttercloth is the perfect blend between comfort and casual style, but the key word is style. It's like butter. It's so comfortable. You feel like you're wearing a t-shirt. You're business casual, but you look professional. I love the comfort. Another thing I love about buttercloth is the collars. They come with collar stays. 
This shirt is the most comfortable material you will ever try and still look professional with a collar. Listen to me, you look great, you're comfortable, and it's the new standard for casual. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah, you want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Twelve Ounce Sports has a new home for betting. BetUS.com is the official place to place your bets and support 12 Ounce Sports. All you have to do is go to BetUS.com and type in the promo code 120Z and you'll instantly get a deposit bonus. This is America's favorite sports book. And remember, always gamble responsibly. Sports fans are gearing up at Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. It is another 90-minute Monday here on the AM Drive. Thanks for joining us, and thanks for driving safe. If you run a podcast or a small business, it can be hard spreading the word. You got friends that want to check it out, but Aaron, will they? I hope so. I do too. Well, it's time to make that easy for them and grow with Popple. B-O-P-L. No more begging for views and no more, hey, check this out when you get a chance. Popple is an easy-to-use but high-tech digital business card. Get your Popple using the code AMDRIVE for 20% off. Set up your links and share. People you share it with don't even need Popple. Again, when you buy your Popple in keychain, credit card, or even pop socket form, use the code AMDRIVE, all caps, for 20% off on popl.co. Any last words on Popple? Buy it, love it, we endorse it. Amen. Alabama rising. How about those Crimson Tide? Not only do they destroy the one and nine New Mexico State Aggies, they move up in the AP and coaches' polls, which means that something is not looking good here, Aaron. <laughs> but good game for them. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, the, the problem is, is that they can't get any higher than two because mm. they're they're not leapfrogging Georgia. We know that. So, um, yeah, it, it's it stinks to really see that because I mean, I'll, although New Mexico State's one and nine and USF's not a you know not a bell of the ball, they they still beat USF by seventeen, and I don't think that Cincinnati should have fallen. And there was a message on on the twelve ounce chat last night about uh, how they're moving Notre Dame up, which we talked about. I talked about that last week. I said, "Don't be shocked if seeing Notre Dame sneak into this discussion here uh, coming up on Tuesday." But 
Um, to say that they're moving up Notre Dame to make Cincinnati look good made me chuckle a little bit. I almost spit out my water when I saw that message. And no, the, no part of the college football playoff committee is trying to make Cincinnati look good. Believe you. 28-3, to three, I think they won that game against Virginia. And Virginia, I thought, was a high-powered offense. And Notre Dame said, no, the heck you're not. Yeah, that's 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 about right. But uh, boiling down to Alabama, I mean, yeah, 59-3. What, what else did we expect? I mean, you got your under. What? Yeah, and that was part of my five, so I'm good. There you go. So it worked out because it was what 40, 49 to three or forty two to three in the first half. So yep, and I was like sweating bullets. That, and that's what I said. I think I told you that. Like, I don't really love having to try to be on that cover, but you definitely saw where Nick Saban has no interest in. Uh, I don't think any of them came out. In the, uh, I think they all came out in the, like the early third quarter. Like it was just over. This game was actually three nothing <laughs> in the mid first quarter. I was like, oh, here they. Oh, the tide about to lose this thing. They're not. Yeah, I, 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 I highly <laughs> doubt it. There was a game a couple years ago where Bama played Citadel, and I remember it was that like, it was like ten ten at halftime, and everybody was like, "Oh, oh, look at Alabama, they're overrated." And I think they won the game like sixty two to ten. Yep. In the, in the second half, you but, drop it all over and hang them there. Sometimes it takes you a minute just to wake up. You got to get slapped in the face one time, and three nothing did it. I guess. Right. No more boomer sooner. Baylor Bears, we, we, we've talked about the ending of this game, but they make Caleb Williams look pretty bad. Um, mm-hmm. So no Heisman, I guess, especially now. 10 of 19, a buck 46, two interceptions, and bench for the albino kid, Spencer Rattler. That's not a knock on him. I'm just saying he looks albino. Um, like I said, senior coach for Lincoln Rally did not like the tiebreaker thing, but like you said in the opener, don't lose. Problem yep. solved. Right, and and that's the crazy thing is, you know, if you don't like that, don't lose, and don't let your team give up almost three hundred yards on the ground. Mm. I mean, just punched in the mouth over and over again. Yeah, it's it's quite unfortunate. I mean, there is still a, an outside possibility here, um, but I believe the Big Twelve might have just cannibalized itself in terms of the college football playoff. <laughs> Heck yeah. By eating chicken legs with actual with actual legs. I'll be honest though, I, yeah, I, feel, I guess so. <laughs> you did say that Caleb Williams, this would be do or die for the Oklahoma Sooners. Like he would have to like not only for his for his Heisman case, but they had to get some big wins here. And losing to number now Baylor's number 13, which makes me wonder, you know, how how far is Oklahoma gonna drop here? But I guess Baylor would I mean, would Baylor move in front of them at two losses? Oklahoma's not had the prettiest of wins. Yeah, I mean, I don't. That's the question. If the committee still has an interest in Oklahoma State, maybe potentially getting in this playoff with one loss because they still have to play Oklahoma. Like, there's a possibility that like Oklahoma still remains around ten. I mean, the situation is nobody lost ahead of them. So, how do you do that? I mean, do you put Baylor in over Ole Miss? Because I think Ole Miss is like what number thirteen or fourteen. They're fifteen, and and they just and they're eight and two after a win over number eleven team. Right. So it's it's just uh, you want a new poll. Well, the one that's going to come out. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Is your light on? By the way. My light on. I thought you like you usually have this little light, like front lights. You look you look kind of dark. Yeah, my lights on. 
Interesting. I don't know. Maybe the because my window's open, so sometimes when the sun, you know, gets covered by the clouds, it looks a little dark. But it is about seven twenty-seven over there. That is true. It's early morning here on the West Coast, but no, it, the, the lights on here. Let me show you. <laughs> what? <laughs> I need one of those. Yeah, but it's just I don't know. This this is where it starts to get interesting because we probably know the top four. I mean, in my opinion, I think we know the top four. It's probably going to be Georgia, Alabama, um, Oregon, Ohio State again, and then Cincinnati, and then so sad. The the, the question is is after the top four. Are you ranking in terms of who you believe the best team is, or are you ranking in terms of how it's going to shape up your top four? Because, like I said, Notre Dame starts sneaking in; they can never get above Cincinnati. I mean, there's just—I just don't think there's any way they're. they're allowed you to see get how above. Oregon, Ohio State works out. You're darn right about that. Right. I mean, I think that that's what they're going for now, and so Ohio State still has a game against Michigan. We'll see what happens with that. So Michigan, like, if if they does do Michigan ever jump on um, Cincinnati? Well, Mike. If they win, I think they probably they will. It'd be Penn State, though. Yeah, but Penn State has just fallen off the map. Fair. Um, but, but my point is, is that do they move – they're keeping Michigan. Do they move Michigan ahead of Michigan State this week to give Ohio State that better victory so that they can justify jumping Oregon? Because Oregon's not – Oregon's not beating anybody, like, magic, like, majestically. I mean, they, they won by 14 against Washington State. They didn't even have a coach. They won by 10 – against Washington who doesn't have a coach and so it's like you know they're not they're not dominating anybody and you saw Ohio State you know crush Purdue well Purdue for one week went all the way up to like 18th in the college football play, playoff ranking role uh playoff rankings and they went up in the coaches poll and the AP poll as well they lose to Ohio State and they're all the way back out so it was like I feel like they just maybe moved Purdue just for the sheer fact of giving Ohio State a better victory. Because- you did say that because now they're because I thought Ohio State was going to kill them, and they beat them down by twenty eight. I mean they allowed thirty one, but you're right. I mean twenty eight wins, twenty eight points against a number nineteen team looks a lot better. Right, and that's my point. And nothing against Purdue; they have slayed some giants this year, but it just didn't for me. It seemed like for them to move, for them to not move until the week before the Ohio State game. Yep. And then to move all the way up to 19, get slaughtered, and you know they're going to fall right back out because I think they're they're a four loss team. At they're this four loss. Yeah, that's what made that's what really made me mad as we talk about this game. As the Buckeyes got a big win, I just I don't see how you beat two top five teams and all of a sudden now you move up and then you get beaten down like they thought we were going to have was going to happen. That was yeah. That's that's kind of the point. But makes so, sense. Like, I believe that. You know, like Michigan squeaking by against Penn State. I mean, like I said, what is Penn State now at this point? Um, but are they going to jump ahead of Michigan State because Ohio State? Well, and they already Michigan- were ahead of Michigan State. Oh, that's right. They're number six. You're right. So, so Michigan, so Ohio State has Michigan State and Michigan left. Oh, two, two top ten matchups. So Michigan State and Michigan, they're going to have to stay up there because I believe. The committee has an agenda to eventually move Ohio State above Oregon. Mm. And they say, well, look, I understand they lost to Oregon, but look how many top 10, look how many top 25 opponents they've beaten. You know, so it's going to be Penn State. It's going to be Purdue, Michigan State and Michigan. All are going to be they're going to be in the top 25 come the time they, they match up with Ohio State. So I think eventually the way Oregon is just not winning convincingly enough, we have the same narrative we play with Cincinnati. 
there's a small chance that they might even move Oregon out if Notre Dame and Cincinnati. If you have Notre Dame, Cincinnati, and Oregon right now, who are you putting in that four spot? I'm putting in Cincinnati, but they're going to put in Notre Dame just because it's Notre Dame. But even if, like I'm saying, like even if they don't put in Cincinnati, they you're right. Notre Dame and Cincinnati make more topics to talk about. But right. Oregon being in doesn't eliminate a third of the country over here. I still think people will watch college football playoffs, but a lot of people on this coast don't necessarily tune in if they don't have a rooting interest because it's not geared towards them. So Oregon, USC, college football was never more popular when USC was dominant when you were like five years old. <laughs> Leave me alone. And what are you, like 40? Getting there. Feels like it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, let's get to um, Ole Miss beating Texas A&M 29-19. Any thoughts on this game? Yeah, I, uh, I was hoping this would be a Heisman moment for Matt Corral. Uh, unfortunately, it was not. But they got the win. I mean, he was fine. I mean, I didn't think he was a it was a Heisman quality performance, but it is a big win. And um, like I said, like with Caleb Williams and Matt Corral, just trying to find any other noodle to stick on the wall, not named Bryce Young. Um, CJ Stroud played good again. He did. So I think it possibly could be a two horse race here because what Stroud have like five or six touchdowns in this game? Five touchdowns in that game. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, 247 and a touchdown is not a bad stat line, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. It makes Alabama's win against Ole Miss look even better. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as it's, it's, it's things to say, but like these teams are almost too far out to be relevant. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And that's unfortunate. Even though if I match up, it's still, it's amazing how much this, Imagine how much they've done stupid marketing because of there's no 12-team playoff. It's just a 14-team playoff. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, okay, so if there was a 12- or 16-team playoff. These games matter. This game matters. Like, okay, so look, you know, Ole Miss, number 15, beats Texas A&M. Do they move in the top 10? You know, how is that set up for seeding? Who they, you know, who are we looking at them possibly playing in a playoff game? Like, now we're just like, oh, well, it was a nice game. It may have, <laughs> may have, may have, been, a, may have been a Heisman killing moment for for Matt Corral but uh you know no one cares it also I mean ultimately it makes it's it's just going to keep driving down Texas A&M which um is the one team that beat Alabama I mean Alabama has now Mm. lost to a three loss SEC opponent good maybe that does maybe that's a little um I know that Alabama's moving up in the coach and AP poll but it is nice to see they're the team that beat them losing again in the same week. <laughs> but ultimately, like, uh, I don't remember who it was that said it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I think a lot of people said that out over the years, but we'll go with that. Someone said that sometime. Someone, Somebody from something, something said that. So, Amen. ACC represent Wake Forest. Another game that could have mattered if this was a top 12 um, implication matchup. But they're still first place in the ACC. They beat NC State by the skin of their teeth, 45-42. Any thoughts on this game besides what we talked about last game? Yeah, I bet this game. I bet North Carolina Ooh. State plus two and a half. So Dang. it was kind of a gross beat. But, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Wake Forest, another team. Like, I guess they're the best team in the ACC, but what's that worth? <laughs> nine, you, you, you would think a team going 9-1 is pretty good, but committee says no. Yeah, this team ain't I, cracking the top ten. 
Uh, no, I don't think they can. I don't think they will. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like you have two lost Baylor, two lost Ole Miss. You know, right around there, and Wake Forest is probably going to sit on the outside. Like, I didn't even realize when did BYU enter the fold? <laughs> They're like number fourteen right now in the coaches' poll. Yeah, that's well. I think they're way. I mean, I think even Houston's getting respect in the coaches' poll. Yeah, Houston is up to seventeen at this point. See, but I, I don't even know if they're going to. I don't know because of Cincinnati's sake. Are we even going to see them in the college football playoff poll? Well, that's the question. Like you know, they you can't give them twenty five here. Yeah, they got games against Memphis and UConn, which they should have big victories. Setting help. up, setting up what you would believe to be Houston versus Cincinnati in the final but Cincinnati I would say Cincinnati's got a tough test here another tough test even though SMU has two losses now and they're not a top 25 team like they beat down UCF no offense no it's not offense they they did they (laughs) kicked the crap out of them but I still think Cincinnati has another like it's quite unfortunate that they're not in the top 25 but this is a top 25 team in my opinion that they have against SMU still left and um frankly they could that could be the spoiler right there I, I don't want it to happen for obvious reasons but it's totally plausible that that Cincinnati still has to go through SMU and Houston and while people don't necessarily love the thought of those names as they're not big names that's that's still two pretty solid opponents left that could derail this season I hope not I I'm actually on your same wagon there I, I think SMU is playing way better right now than Cincinnati um, I think they have been. They're all, at least their offense. Well, I mean, they lost two in a row to like Memphis and and Houston. So, I mean, they're not a bad team, but I don't know if they're better than Cincinnati. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even say they're playing better than Cincinnati. They're playing well. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure what's going on with Cincinnati. Like, they're just playing well enough to win, and uh, I, I don't know. People, a oh, oh, real quick here because. ESPN told me, oh, Cincinnati gets a big win. They still didn't cover you, idiots. And that matters. Wow, ESPN called that a big win? I got a notification saying, like, how Cincinnati back on track blows out um, whoever they played. And I'm like, what? What? No, what? No. They won by 17 points, and the game was closer than you'd think. Like, what the crap? No. Yeah, that's an interesting thing for ESPN to say especially since they kind of control the narrative. I mean, they were up 24 to seven in the first half. They were down seven, nothing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I understand that. Like, <laughs> let's not sweat those things. Being up 24, seven in the first half and basically winning by 17 as they were in the first half. Like it just didn't feel like it. Like they kind of just let South Florida just hang around. And yep. I mean, I'm sure that Luke Fickle's not trying to let these teams hang around, but it's not doing them any favors like you're talking about. Amen. How about Michigan? We talked about it a little bit. They beat Penn State. It was only by one and a half points. I thought they were going to win by 20, but um, I still got my cover. Um, for what that's worth. Like you said, Penn State kind of <clears throat> excuse me, fell off the map here. And Michigan, Ohio State looks really good, especially if Ohio State can get past Michigan State unscathed. You're yeah. something done. Yeah, I mean, like I said, Ohio State's got two top ten matchups basically uh, left, which is what the ammunition for the, the playoff committee needs to basically put them over 
Oregon, I, I, even despite yeah. the fact that the head-to-head loss is there. Um, as far as Michigan goes, this was a tough one. You know, being on the road, they had to grind out a victory. They were down. I mean, they had to come back and win this game. They were down, yeah. uh, what, by three points or so? In the fourth and, quarter, I think. Yeah, what was it, like a 50 or 45 or 50-yard touchdown that that got them there um, to, to win this game? But, you know, win's a win. So they're not going to fall. We know that. I just don't think they're going to move up based on this, obviously. Fair enough. Let's talk a little bit of NFL before we get into the big topics on the other side. Cowboys are back, maybe. I told people they would run up, they would beat the Falcons pretty good. And boy, Dan Quinn did not like hearing that this team fired you because three points and Matt Ryan looked terrible, though his receivers didn't help him. But I mean, and this game could have went only over. But someone paid Dallas at halftime and not do a dang thing afterwards. It was the first time the Falcons gave up 37 points at halftime since John Unitas was the quarterback for the Colts. Let that sink in. Let me, uh, if I had a dollar for every time I heard on the broadcast about, I think it was last week's game, where Atlanta got out to a huge lead and Dallas came back on them and won like 40 to 39. And they were like, we can't, they can't afford to let that happen to them at home this time. And so dumb. Uh, obviously it didn't. Something struck. The defense shut them down in the second half, actually through the, through the final three quarters. But um, yeah, Dallas kind of needed another statement victory. We were kind of all down on them a little bit after getting boat raced at home against the, uh, was it Broncos last year? I didn't realize ago. they were down 30 to nothing. I didn't even know that. Yeah, they were t- they were just getting destroyed in that game. But um, three different guys threw a pass for Dallas. Prescott, Cooper Rush, and Zeke. Zeke got in the action there. It was just one of those, um, in the NHL, they call them point nights, where it just seems like everybody's getting a little something-something in on the action, and that's what it felt like. You know, you had, you know, CeeDee Lamb, two touchdowns. You know, Zeke, two touchdowns. Dak, three touchdowns. So it just seemed like everybody was getting in the fold. They were having fun. And um, this is a big question mark for Atlanta now. I mean, they they obviously fall out of the uh, playoff race here in terms of being four and five now. It kind of hurts, especially with New Orleans and Carolina right ahead of them. But uh, I think this this game says more about Atlanta. You know, everybody was kind of coming over to the Atlanta boat, and Matt Ryan and company laid an egg here. I mean, you just you just you just can't put up three as a playoff team. It just I know that we just talked about Dallas, but you know, Atlanta finally – I finally started to turn the corner on them. They they definitely realized how much they miss Calvin Ridley here. I'm going to tell you why I wasn't buying the um, the liquor there that that team – a lot of people were drinking. I didn't like their last three opponents. I feel like they kind of benefited from a little – I mean, they won their games, yes, but it was like now they're playing a good team and Cowboys had just beaten some good teams. So that's why I kind of figured Cowboys were going to kill them, but whatever. Well, I think my lock of the week was Dallas on the NFL show, but I don't remember 100%. I think mine was the football team. Hey, hey, we should put a parlay together. I uh, know. I was thinking about that like, son of a gun! <laughs> okay, and Brown's going to Brown. Um, Holy crap. Brown's I know that Matt Jones has looked better, but 19 of 23, three touchdowns. Baker Mayfield was terrible. Some kid named Ramondre Stevenson, who I, I've actually heard of a long time ago, got 100 yards, two touchdowns in place of Damian Harris. 
Dearness Johnson had 99 rushing yards and 58 receiving yards. You wouldn't know it because Baker played like crap. Oh, yeah. Baker played <laughs> like crap. Oh, uh, that was exclamation point full stop right there. Good night. Um, yeah, he actually got knocked out of this game and Case Keenum came in, but nothing was really going to change for them. They just, you know, it's funny because you talked about getting out to early leads. They got out to a 7 nothing lead and it really looked um, <laughs> like we might have a ball game on our hands and then 45 unanswered points and that and that was it you know they they just I was really shocked to see this not more so of, of, of Cleveland and their undoing and obviously we can definitely tell that their running game matters against a team with half a pulse but the Patriots one and four at home and trailing seven nothing just you know threw all those stats out the window and good old-fashioned beat down at home hey come on come on in here let me I got can't it's like a stranger I got candy come on into my van okay don't do well, that the van was home, the home field, and they uh, they destroyed them. They just they just yeah. absolutely destroyed them. Yeah, I believe like it was their first possession because only ten minutes left in the first quarter. Brown scored that touchdown. Like, oh yeah, we're on the move, and then you know, yeah, they were just done. So the question really remains after this one now is because um, I believe. You know, we talked about this with that division getting real tight and clumped um, at five and five. They're two games, two and a half games back, I guess you could say, of Baltimore in this spot. But they're not out of it. You know, this 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 seems like a rotisserie, you know, of, of teams. You know, Pittsburgh will, Pittsburgh will get to them, obviously. But, um, you know, it's just, you know, you're not out of it. You need to get healthy. You need to get on track, see what's going on with Baker. But yeah. uh, this was just a good old-fashioned beat down at the hands of, of New England. And the thing that scares me is now is everyone's drinking the New England Kool-Aid like in big glasses. Yes, sir. Go, 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 go. But it does, look, it does look like they're taking a corner here. Turn and the Baker's baking burnt cookies and it needs to be baking cakes. And he's not, yeah, whatever. Bad analogy. When we come back to the Andrew Allen Sports, how about those Packers? Aaron mentioned them earlier. And also Washington football team had Bruce Arians pissed. Well, at the expense of Chase Young, we back to the AM Drive on 12-ounce sports. Sports? Do you like free money? You're going to be watching the game anyway. So join us at Pick'emWars.com to play. Weekly NFL and NCAA contests are live right now. Play free at Pick'emWars.com. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. One of the challenges that most guys have is they don't know how to dress. But a lot of guys confuse business casual with ripped jeans and t-shirts. You have to dress for the role that you want, not for the role that you have. Buttercloth is the perfect blend between comfort and casual style, but the key word is style. It's like butter. It's so comfortable. You feel like you're wearing a t-shirt. You're business casual, but you look professional. I love the comfort. Another thing I love about Buttercloth is the collars. They come with collar stays. 
this shirt is the most comfortable material you will ever try and still look professional with a collar. Listen to me, you look great, you're comfortable, and it's the new standard for casual. Aren't you the Vice Golf guy? Yeah, you want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a Pro Plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top-performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high-performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Twelve Ounce Sports has a new home for betting. BetUS.com is the official place to place your bets and support Twelve Ounce Sports. All you have to do is go to BetUS.com and type in the promo code 120Z and you'll instantly get a deposit bonus. This is America's favorite sports book. And remember, always gamble responsibly. Sports fans are gearing up at Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. We're back here on 90 Minute Monday. On to on sports. This is the AM Drive, November the 15th, 2021. This segment is presented by our store, our merchandise, amdrive.online, with $26 hoodies, $21 tumblers, $16 shirts, and $13 mugs. The best prices for the best podcast. Like, guys, you really cannot beat that. How in the world are you going to find another podcast making no money off the merchandise besides us, okay? We're thank you so much if you go there and buy our stuff. Drink our faces. It's fun. <laughs> oh, jeez. We're not a podcast, man. Come on. I know, right? Just don't – hopefully Jeff Beck didn't hear that. <laughs> okay. Packers shut out the Seahawks. And it – I mean, Russell Wilson, I guess his finger hurt him a little bit. But God forbid, of course, Aaron Rodgers, I guess you could wish that his finger hurt too, considering the way he played. But – Packers defense looks good, man. It was a finger I wish Aaron Rodgers would have given to a lot of people last uh, last night. <laughs> game. And he kind of indirectly did. But, uh, yeah, Russell Wilson <clears throat> may have been coming back prematurely. He didn't look great in this game through a couple of picks. But, uh, ultimately, this was just a bigger situation for the Packers here to come out, get this win, not have a lot of distraction in the locker room. It seems like whatever the the media and the fans and people who don't even really probably watch football, but have to have a, have to have an opinion. Um, Think of Aaron Rodgers. It seems like his teammates had his back. Um, The problem now is Aaron Jones suffers an MCL sprain in this one. Uh, You know, the, the drafting of AJ Dillon a couple years ago doesn't look so bad now. Yeah. AJ Dillon scored. How about if this game was three, nothing in the end of three quarters and AJ Dillon said, watch this. Two touchdowns. I mean, he still stayed way under. Mm-hmm. But good job by AJ Dillon on looking pretty good. He's always looking. He, he, to me, should be the bell cow. Like, he should be the guy getting the in-between-the-tackle stuff like Zeke Elliott does. 
And I think Aaron Jones should be the guy getting the crazy plays and the receiving plays. Because A.J. Dillon's a monster. Yeah, it seemed like that kind of all year. If you're an Aaron Jones um, fantasy holder, you'll see that. It's just like you, you never understood why A.J. Dillon seemed to be getting 15 carries a game. And some of that is when, you know, the Packers are up big, and I understand that. But, uh, yeah, this may be a, an interesting spot, especially after Aaron Jones just signed an extension in Green Bay. Um, we have to see what the rest of the season has for A.J. Dillon as far as Building a two-headed monster behind Aaron Rodgers could extend Aaron Rodgers' career if he decides to stay. Amen. And, and give me a little bit of um, – let's play a game here. Let's take away week one because nobody cares about – I mean, week one is obviously trash. Nobody cares anymore, yeah. I, I and let's saying. take away the game where Aaron Rodgers did not play. The, Packers are 7-0. Uh, uh, Packers are 8-0, yeah. no, bro. And I think they're 8-0 no against the spread, too, in that in – that, uh, Oh, my God. And that's insane. Aaron Rodgers has not lost besides week one. Mm-hmm. That's why. It's like, incredible. It's, what, what did he say that a couple years ago? Relax or whatever it was. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Sometimes you got to do that. Amen. Um, Seattle's three and six, though. Ugh. Pete Carroll's losing his wheels, man. <laughs> you know, a lot of people are saying that. And I said that at the start of the season. Like, I think he might be one of the coaches – it's going to be end up being come come called a mutual parting of the ways, but he might yeah. be one of the coaches that ends up getting fired here. I love that. Like this guy resigned and this guy did that. Like, no, you got fired. <laughs> well, no sure honest, he earned that. He'll, he'll earn the right to kind of walk ways. away on it. Yeah. Mutual call it mutual parting ways or whatever they want to call it. They might even, he might even have earned the right to just retire. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he should go back to USC. I mean, it would be nice, like you said, like a little bridge to just call it home. Like, like I think you were mentioning that a few weeks ago. Like you said, hey, just come back as a little swan song for a year or two until they get their big their big guy. Well, I only said that for one reason, and the reason was if they really feel like they can play the long game with Urban Meyer. Like, well, even they- then, like I'm sure there's other guys that can hire. I mean, Pete Carroll just have his nice little one or two year window. Yeah, but you don't want to hire a guy under false pretenses that he, you know, thinks he's going to be in the job for the long haul. Like, kind of almost like Clay Helton. I mean, Clay Helton was the interim coach, and nobody wanted to go to USC after Lane Kiffin got fired. And then, you know, he ended up being the coach for, what, five, six, seven years? It was was kind of a weird situation. Like, you know, you you bring Pete Carroll in, you give him, you know, you slap nine million bucks in front of his face or whatever it is. Take that! Okay, and, fine. <laughs> uh, say, hey, look, man, you know, we've got a we've got a couple guys in mind for the next year, but we'd like you to really kind of almost be coaching name only. You know, we don't need help with recruiting. We don't need help with boostering. We just you need to, I mean, it could really help with booster. I mean, that's probably the only thing actually now. And I, I, I rescind that comment. Helping out with fundraising basically is is your job now. We don't care if you win a game um, next year. We're we, we have a long we have a long con, and that's to to get. Uh, Urban Meyer to get fired from Jacksonville. Oh. Titans are now two and zero without Derrick Henry. Are they better without Derrick Henry? One may wonder. No, I'm kidding. Um, Titans did beat the Saints 23-21. Trevor Simeon tried to look cute in the end, but it was to no avail. Titans won 23-21, and they're eight and two. Glenn yeah. loves them, and yes, he does. All of a sudden. Boy, that that dude jumps teams and and allegiances and fandom. The last two or three weeks, though, he has been on their bandwagon. I will give him credit. 
I know, hour by hour, like he's just all over the place. <laughs> but um, oh. yeah, I mean, they're just winning it, you know, just not flashy. Look, I mean, do you say they're better without Derrick Henry? I, I think the kidding. stats would show. I think the F not. They they ran for sixty six yards on thirty carries. Now Ryan Tannehill did have a rushing touchdown, but uh, we oh. talked about Jeremy McQuarters. Adrian Peterson and Deonta Foreman. I mean, you're talking about a combined 58 yards on 23 carries. It ain't. It, it just this ain't it. And uh, the guy who really- should be a foreman, the guy with the weird last name, and what's left of Adrian Peterson, which apparently isn't much. <laughs> I was really more shocked that uh, Anto- uh, not Antonio Brown, uh, AJ Brown, had four targets. Only four targets in this game. You drop so, passes. That's what happens. Maybe so. Maybe yes, but. Uh, did they did they find a guy to emerge in Marcus Johnson next to him? Um, <laughs> I don't know because Julio seems like that. You know, just just right off, brother, just right off into the sunset at this point. You know, he he's allergic great- to the twenty yard line. I don't know what it is. Yeah, allergic to the end zone. Really, mostly he didn't play this game, but um, yeah. I mean, are they better? That that question is overwhelmingly no. Uh, they're definitely not a Super Bowl contender in my mind, but you're right. They just keep winning. And that's all now, all that really matters right now. I said, like I said, get to 10 wins and the situation is they got the wins that I didn't expect them to get, you know, the saints and the Rams. Now they get the Texans next week, which they probably should still win. They get the Jaguars and then they get the Texans, Texans and dolphins to end the season. Those were the wins I expected them to get. And, and stumble against teams like the 49ers, the Patriots, the Saints, the Rams, and who knows what the Steelers here at this point. So, I mean, like like we said, there's a, there's a strong chance they're a double-digit victory team, and that doesn't bode well for Indianapolis, obviously. But, uh, you know, they're getting the wins I didn't expect them to get. So, I, I'm, I'm not – I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender, but I'm not ruling them out of anything. I mean, they just keep doing – what we did, what we didn't expect them to do, and we expected them to fold without Derrick Henry, and and they still might against uh, you know some teams in the playoffs. But right now they're winning games that we didn't expect them to win, and they've got some cupcakes coming up. So sorry, Colts, I don't think you're going to get this division. Not so fast. I have a bold prediction as an honest Colts fan here. My bold prediction is Titans are about to fall off the wagon quickly. Okay, what does that mean? I believe they're going to start losing games pretty. I, I, I know they're going to beat the Texans. I think there's going to be some games we're going to realize, Derek, because you got to think. You know, they beat the Rams. I told you guys it was a fluke. It's like that that game is not going to happen again like that. They beat the Saints, but Trevor Simmons <laughs> and no Alvin. <laughs> okay. Did you hear anything? I didn't. The Titans are going to fall off, and the Colts will be right there with them. And I'm telling you, I'm just telling you, don't drink the Titans Kool-Aid, man. This was the last game. You will see them look impressive. But you just said they didn't look impressive. I don't think they looked impressive. I think they That's got the saying. win. That's what I'm saying. But they're, but they're going <laughs> – no Alvin Kamara. That okay, was the they... one thing you had left, me, and he got hurt. So what point are you trying to prove? I just said they didn't look impressive, and they got the win. I don't care how they did it. No, I'll make a prediction that they're going to like really suck the next like 10 weeks. Or seven. Well, first of all, there's only like seven weeks left. Yes. Second of all, what does that even mean? Like that's that you could you're leaving yourself open to say that if they finish the season like ten and seven, then yeah, that that makes sense. But they're not going to finish the season ten and seven. Oh, 
I can like see 10 and 7. That, that is sucking. But, like, okay. I can see I 10 and 7. I'll take a bet if you're willing to make a bet on 10 and 7. I mean, I'm just I'm, I'm kind of thinking about it here. I don't think you really are. I think you're just trying I, to throw out nonsense, nonsensical bold predictions and then leaving yourself an out when they don't actually suck. Like, define suck. Like, yeah, if they go 2 and 5 in their next 7 with this schedule, I will say they sucked. But I Does think your wife want the AM drive hoodie? They're going to be 12 and 5. I think they're going to be 12 and 5. Whoa, I'll take on I'll take eleven or less. No, because I, I you I just I'll, let you off the hook. I'll take over under ten and a half, I'll go under. All right, I'll take that. I'll take eleven wins or better for this Tennessee. Your wife gets a hoodie. What do you what do I get? Stupid I dog. You get yeah, you get a new dog that's quiet. <laughs> He'll die soon. It's okay. <laughs> Yikes. I don't know. We can do it for a hoodie. I'll I'll buy you a hoodie or something off the AM. I got a hoodie. Well, I'll buy you. You don't ever wear it. Give me <laughs> a World Hockey Report hoodie. How about that? Could fool me. Okay, fine. I don't know how much those cost. That seems like an unfair deal. You I don't want to. I'll give you, you, you a Peach Power Place hoodie. How about that? <laughs> Whatever. All right, we'll figure it out. I don't want to waste too much more time on on a hoodie bet when Tennessee is going to get eleven or twelve wins. So. Well, initially, we we both really want to talk about here. I know Ian said it was unsatisfying to quote him. He wasn't really mad. He was just, I was unsatisfying. Pat Fryerman, boy, that's the next big thing until he wasn't. Now he's just a big joke. Oh, really, NFL? Really? What is this? 16 to 16 is bad enough, but the fact that the game ends that way is even worse. Well, you can't say really, NFL. I'm pretty sure the NFL does not like ties. <laughs> right, which is why they keep on letting it happen. Good job. God, Lord, you're just so egregious today in the last eight minutes of the show here. Right. Uh, um, yeah, the Freermuth uh, play. Just get down, dude. Come on, man. Perfect hit, though, by the Lions defender. Perfect hit right on the ball. Crown of the helmet right on the ball. Um, what do you say to this game that has everybody son? The only thing I love about this, and actually, um, did I should have made it my worst of the weekend, to be honest with you. But I didn't think about it until kind of midway through the show. So there's a casino here called Circa. Circa Mm. Sports. I'm sure you may have heard of it. They do a survivor contest. The winner gets a million, million plus. Uh, Whoever's, you know, the last man standing. You got to pick a winner every week and you can't use them anymore. Um, 247 people. The Saturday deadline at 3 o'clock. 247 people picked the Pittsburgh Steelers to beat the Detroit Lions. And then two hours later, the news of Ben Roethlisberger comes out that he's not going to play. I hate that. And 247 people have to rest their survivor pick on Mason Rudolph, the guy most known for maybe saying the N-word and getting smacked in the face with a helmet. Um, And then to lose it on a tie, you lose your survivor pick on a tie after all of that with a game-winning field goal attempt set up prior, you know, prior to Frimuth, uh, fumbling the 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 catch there but uh that's a bad beat that's that's the ultimate definition of a bad beat and you know what i'd like to switch that's my worst of the weekend <laughs> all right we're doing it what was that's your worst of the weekend before uh i think it was the lincoln riley you know calling being pissed off at, at baylor calling timeout then lincoln riley has been rescinded tell me yeah. your worst of the weekend darren okay i'd like to go with my worst of the weekend uh it's uh here in vegas actually it hits hits close to home um, the news of Ben Roethlisberger being out with, I believe COVID-19 was his injury, uh, really set the circus sports survivor contest on fire. 
And not only that, 247 people have been eliminated based on a tie. And you say, based on a tie, well, they didn't lose. Yeah, well, tying is the same thing. You did not win. Survivor pools, you must win to advance. And so after a whirlwind of craziness between Ben Roethlisberger and tying the Detroit Lions, RIP 247 people in the Circus Sports Survivor. I believe there's 174 left. That is my worst of the weekend. I'll give you a vice golf clap for that. That was fantastic. That was the spur of the moment. New worst of the weekend for Aaron Crouch. Yeah, on the fly. The pickamores.com yes, on the fly. On the pickamores.com slash fly. Well, I'm just plugging everything right now. Yeah, there you um, go. Get it all in. <laughs> any last words on this game besides nothing? I mean, I've always said we shouldn't have ties in the NFL. In any sport? Uh, Yeah, I think ties only exist in the NFL and, and soccer, right? Yep. They don't exist in hockey. They haven't existed for at least a decade now. So. Yep. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't think ties should ever exist. I mean, but what do I know? Mm, no more than Roger Goodell. Whoop. Okay. Well, um, Tom Brady, you got some explaining to do, sure. Tom, come on, Brady. Um, this was at the expense of um of Chase Young, who they believe is torn his ACL. So that will that that comment that he made earlier in the week backfired kind of quickly. It's not even a joke. It's just sad. Um, Brady was not impressive through two first quarter interceptions. And then my boy, Taylor Heineke, not Tyler. It's Taylor Heineke. Drink it up. Embrace it. He's here to stay. I'm proud of my boy. I love how he became your boy. Once he beat Tom Brady, you're, He's you're been just my boys as he almost beat him the first time. Uh, almost beat him. They lost by a touchdown last time. Like, are you talking about? How's he it's your boy? Who Brady loses to Eli Manning. Eli Manning, Nick Foles. I mean, oh, this guy's you can't lose anybody good. It's always the crappy people. Well, maybe the maybe the crappy people are really good, and the good people that we claim to be good are really crappy. Peyton the Manning, goat, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. Maybe those guys are just dog crap. Probably bums. <laughs> yeah, those interceptions. One of them was a tipped pass, so I'll give him the benefit of the doubt on that one. But yeah, this is all around a disappointing game. Um, I mean. I hate to say this. I kind of called it on Friday. Um, I did too. And I made the pick on Saturday, the official Washington 10 pick, and even said sprinkle some on the money line here just in case. And you talked about it. Why is why is Washington a closer dog than I think that you said the Jets were to the Bills? And um, I think they showed it right there. I think they they, they proved your point. Um, I don't care what they say, and maybe they just – I didn't catch a lot of this game. Maybe they just weren't able to do it, but – Mike Evans is your best receiver. Get him involved in the game at all times. He needs eight to ten targets a game. I'm getting three. I understand he got it's a touchdown. Hard when you're 44, the shoulder starts to hurt a little bit, just letting you know. No, there's no excuse for this one. Coming you're off right. a bye, coming off a bye and getting beat by a by a team like this is just it's a tough look. But I'm not gonna count them out. And uh, but they might take a slip in the uh, AM drive five tomorrow. What? They just what? what? All right. Uh, how about the Buccaneers were 8-0 last year after the bye, including the Super Bowl win? That is true. I think they were, what, like 7-5? and five Yep. Going into the bye or something like that and uh, never lost again. And yep. that, that streak is done now. <laughs> and I thought um, they were going to go 17-0. I mean, could have fooled me, right? Did you really think that? No. Skip Bayless predicted just to be just be a, an idiot. I, there's just no such thing as 17-0 anymore in today's NFL. I I know that the Patriots did it, what, 12, 15 years ago, but 
there's just there's just too many good teams now. You just and you, you can lose you can lose to the bad teams. Like yeah, the bad you, teams. you can lose to Eli Manning when it's all sudden die. What do I know? Yeah, you could lose to Tyler Heineke. Tyler, you know what? I've enjoyed this part of our segment so much. Okay, but Cam Newton, his first two touches back in Carolina. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, no, you still stink. But he got two touches in Carolina. Helped beat down Colt McCoy and the Cardinals. Kyler did not play again. That's pretty much the story here. Besides the underlying Cam Newton. I'm sorry. I loved it. I I loved the fact that, you know, that he did that. And do I still think he's not a great quarterback? Absolutely. But it was a nice story. It was awesome to see. And... I, I am shocked that uh, that the score was this bad, this lopsided. Yep. But it's totally plausible that we see Cam Newton next weekend. I mean, despite the fact it was thirty-four to ten, PJ Walker just wasn't wasn't very good. He was twenty-two of twenty-nine is a really good stat line, but only for one hundred and sixty-seven yards, five <laughs> yards, a, five point eight yards a pass. That's just that's just weird. So but Chris, bad. Christian McCaffrey back with Cam Newton. This could be a formidable situation here because McCaffrey ran for 95 yards, had 10 catches. He's getting back to the Christian McCaffrey that we're used to. You mm. couple him with a Cam Newton, I think you've got a, a good Cam Newton. I think you've got an interesting wrinkle in the fold here with um, with the uh, with the standings the way they are. I think you've got an interesting wrinkle with Carolina. Do I think they're a Super Bowl team? No, but I think they could definitely be a playoff team. You know what's crazy? I told people it'd be nice if Sam oh, and Sam Darnold's been, I believe, shut down for the year or something like that. And he's out for like three or four weeks with the. Well, it's injured reserve though, which makes it longer. I think. I think injured reserve is a month. <clears throat> if you if you intend to return, I don't know. It's, it's all weird, but Carolina <clears throat> right now, if the if the season ended today, they're a playoff team. Wouldn't it be nice though if Chris McCaffrey could have been healthy with Sam Donald? It would have been, but sometimes oh. things don't work out that way. Sometimes the quarterback gets the bat in the bar, and Cam Newton's all of a sudden a world beater. Woo-hoo. Um, other games. This week, remember, AM Drive to online for cheap hoodies, cheap tumblers, cheap shirts, and cheap mugs. But they're good quality. We embrace them. Has your tumbler coming yet? No, it has not actually, not yet. Maybe has my tall sports class. So bite me. Um, I'm an ass. So other games in the NFL slate. I don't think I ever bought that. I need to buy that. I need to buy that. Thanks for reminding me. I need to buy that for you. I know. Darn me. Right. Colts won, well, darn Florida. It's the Jaguars 23-17. Bills beat the Jets 45-17. Good God almighty. Vikings beat the Chargers 27-20. Chargers going to Charger. Eagles beat the Broncos 30-13. Just a lot of weird games there. My Colts could not cover 10.5. I called it first, but nobody listens to me, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you, you said it, but, like, the Colts, that was a – it's kind of an ugly game. I really thought the Colts would run away with that one, and, and it sure looked like it after the first quarter, and then they just almost stopped playing. Like, I mean, Jonathan Taylor had a good game, but that was kind of about it. Um, Have you seen um, Carson Wentz's passes he tried in this game again? I didn't see this game at all, actually. But He completed a left-handed pass, which was ugly. Cool, so and the Mahomes. This, is, this might be – I literally was about to tweet out, put in Sam Ellinger immediately. And I'm not kidding, because now Sam Ellinger's the backup, which I called was going to happen. Guess what Carson Wentz did? As he's running away from a defender to the left side, this is literally what he does with the ball. The split. 
What were you doing? He literally just threw it. The ball fluttered and almost got an interception. What is he doing? I've never seen a quarterback ever do that. I've seen left hand. I've seen spinning around in the end. I've never seen that from like five yards. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I'm completely out on Carson Wentz. I, I don't know what the heck his problem is. I wouldn't go too crazy with God. that. Just, it was a... It was a game where they didn't play their best, and they got a win. Just chalk it up to that and pray that the next game they come out and uh, don't play that way. Who do they play, play next? Who do your Colts play next? Are they playing the Patriots yet? Uh, no, they're playing the Bills on the road, so good luck with that. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. The Bills, like, we're better than them because we beat the Jaguars, so there you go. <laughs> totally. Transit of property totally works. Love um, it. As far as I, I noticed kind of an interesting – thing here with the late games is all the uh eastern teams who went west won uh and yeah, you gotta stop saying that and but why i mean look at this it, it's it's just a, it's just one random week but panthers went west one vikings went west one eagles went west one all on the road chiefs went west and one seahawks went east lost oh i'm i had I was I was thinking that you like okay I got it that makes more sense. You're thinking of West Coast team going east. I'm thinking, yeah, you always say east, okay. Eastern team going west. They all won road games. It was an interesting, just a little interesting wrinkle in the week. It's it's just something I noticed. Hmm. Yeah, you little schmuck, little Vegas schmuck over there. Hey, we're almost done though, Aaron. We come back. We're previewing Rams 49ers in a topic. I really we've been kind of procrastinating on, but it has to be talked about. Because sports teams and sports leagues are getting exposed very one by one, one by one, one by one. And plus our week preview. We're right back to the AM drive on 12 ounce sports. Sports, do you like free money? You're going to be watching the game anyway. So join us at pickemwars.com to play. Weekly NFL and NCAA contests are live right now. Play free at pickemwars.com. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. One of the challenges that most guys have is they don't know how to dress. But a lot of guys confuse business casual with ripped jeans and t-shirts. You have to dress for the role that you want, not for the role that you have. Buttercloth is the perfect blend between comfort and casual style, but the key word is style. It's like butter. It's so comfortable. You feel like you're wearing a t-shirt. You're business casual, but you look professional. I love the comfort. Another thing I love about buttercloth is the collars. They come with collar stays. This shirt is the most comfortable material you will ever try and still look professional with a collar. Listen to me, you look great, you're comfortable, and it's the new standard for casual. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah, you want an autograph? 
yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Twelve Ounce Sports has a new home for betting. BetUS.com is the official place to place your bets and support 12 Ounce Sports. All you have to do is go to BetUS.com and type in the promo code 120Z and you'll instantly get a deposit bonus. This is America's favorite sports book. And remember, always gamble responsibly. Sports fans are gearing up at Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. All right, and welcome back to the final segment of our 90-Minute Monday here on the AM Drive on 12-Ounce Sports. Myself and Michael Carvelis, and we are presented by Fanatics. <laughs> if you are looking for the gear for that sports fan in your life, by the way, Christmas is coming up. Mm. It's very simple. Fanatics has you covered. Every team, every league, they've got the apparel, merchandise, and daily deals to ensure that you and yours are showing your support on game days, the AM Drive here, we are proud sponsor affiliates of Fanatics, so please visit MikeAndAaronDrive.com and click the F, and when you do get shopping, that helps us out tremendously, so we greatly appreciate it. Thank you for support, and visit Fanatics today. All right, yeah, we do have to get into some uncomfortable talks here, uh, but first, I want to talk a little happy. Monday Night Football preview. Right. Rams, 49ers. And it uh, is a spot where the Rams are looking to get back on track after the Titans game, which we talked about. And we get to see OBJ in a, in a, in a Rams uniform for the first time. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, did you see the Robert Woods story come out on Friday? Yeah, that was a little weird. I saw a lot of memes funny, like, uh, you know, OBJ signs. And then the next day, Robert Woods tears his ACL. Like, Yeah, uh, I didn't care for all that. I, I don't like the jokes around that, but I... I feel it was pretty crazy timing because now you wonder, well, which option is he going to be? Might be two or three pretty quickly. Uh, I'm curious to see what happens with Van Jefferson here, if they give him an opportunity to be number two. But, I mean, OBJ is not a bad number two if as long as he's a happy OBJ, right? <laughs> happy OBJ. <laughs> um, The game's at three and a half and the total is at 50. I feel like 50 is different. I feel like that's moved a little bit. Um, I'm seeing 50 and a half right here, so it's come down a little bit. Um, just a spot where you have a tale of two two things here. You have the Rams who are 4-0 on the road straight up, and you have the 49ers who are 0-4 at home straight up. So that's an mm. interesting spot here. Like, you know, all signs really point to the Rams kind of getting back on track, right in the ship here, and the 49ers just things aren't working out for them. Um, you know, obviously, as you see, it's 3-5. and five. But uh, it's a tough one to sit here and take. You know, you, you give me a primetime dog, plus three and a half, I'm probably going to end up taking it, and that's where I'm going to lean tonight. It's just the 49ers plus three and a half. Yeah, I noticed that, and I got minus three and a half for the Rams. 
So we're about to see. If I can get this, I actually win the week. If you can get it, you win the week easily. But, like, I haven't even seen Lou's pick for that as well. I haven't even seen. I, I had asked Lou, actually, about that. Because mm. you're right. you're 6-6, six and six, Lou's 5-7, five and seven, I'm 5-5 five, five and freaking 2. Damn ties. So I'm 6-6, six and six, is that what you said? Yeah, I'm 6-6. Six you're 6-6 six and, six, yeah. and six ever with the Monday night pending. So six and six, you can go six five and two. Oh, ties! How ties work in the uh, gambling world? There. Yeah, my push is I got Saints Titans over forty four, and I had Panthers Cardinals under forty four. I don't think I'm ever doing. If it's not a half a point, I'm never doing totals again. I don't think. You either want to win or lose, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't like the whole. Yeah, that was dumb of me. That's like a lot of people talk about with teaser bets. You never want to tease a number that's flat. You always want to tease a number with a hook. Well, there that you way. go. A little advice here. There you go. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's not a game I'm super excited to watch. I know that the mm. Rams are a high-flying offense. It's just I got other things going on tonight and probably won't watch it. I'll catch the highlights. See what happens. Fair with enough. See you tomorrow. <laughs> oh, man. Um, we want to talk about some scandals, man? Yeah, I'd like you to kind of go into this because I don't know a lot about the uh, – the the Portland Trailblazers one. Um, I know I the situation either. here with Bob Murray and you know everything that's going on with uh, they're calling it now improper professional conduct. I think that's the the buzzword they're using with uh, all of these situations. But it seems like this is a bombshell that's going through all of sports, you know, for better or for worse. And so um, yeah, I don't I don't like the I don't I get it because I have made the comment that maybe. Every sports owner in every league who's like over the age of sixty is probably a idiot, probably a bad person. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't. I just it's so weird. And the fact, like, for the Blazers, it's President Chris McGowan or Gowan, however you say that, has stepped down, and now they're going to interview all these players. Like, you didn't think Damian Lillard wanted out of town? Now, how about like before? How about now? <laughs> I think Dame may want out this time. So it looks like th- these are kind of two different scenarios here. Um, Chris McGowan is resigning as the CEO of Vulcan Sports Entertainment, which basically runs the Blazers and um, and the Seahawks, the, which is what Paul Allen owns. And um, he's actually resigning just due to a multitude of things. He, the The actual workplace misconduct investigation is not involving him. It's involving another uh, person, Neil Olshay, the president of basketball operations. Ugh. But things just kind of are trending downward. Uh, it seems ever since Paul Allen even died, the whole Vulcan Sports Entertainment is just not in a good spot right now. And maybe McGowan's resigning under his own accord instead of just being forced into trying to fix a bad situation. Um, but yeah, yeah, there is a there is an investigation now going on with, internally with the Blazers um of of with Neil Olshay in terms of bullying and intimidating employees. Now, I mean, I'd like to know in some of these spots what that means especially. Like I know that I've worked for some jobs where you know, I had some bosses who were kind of uh mean and rude, but I I don't know if uh, I don't know where the how do you define abuse and bullying? I think is the real question here and everyone has a different opinion on what those words mean and it ultimately, to me, it, it it's you know, there's a certain level of, of, I guess, flack you need to take, especially when you mess up on the job. 
But that being said, do you need to be outright humiliated and bullied and things like that? No. But again, it's such a gray area. I don't know how it happens. But luckily, I don't have to figure that out for these teams. Right. And it reminds me of The Last Dance. Remember The Last Dance documentary was, is Michael Jordan a bully? I said he was. But you don't have to verbally abuse. You can be like, you know, enforce things, but to verbally abuse somebody. And my thought was bullying, but apparently everybody was, oh, no, he's just a, a motivator. Man, come on. So I wonder if the president of basketball operations, this Neil guy, is he a motivator? Because according to a lot of people, he is. Based on what we saw about with the last dance, what if he, what if the Blazers were winning? Would he still be bullying or would he just be motivating? No, that's that's the big question. You know, now it's weird. It's the situation like that. Like, you know, to, to not just throw everything on Jordan, Kobe was the same way. And there are there are rumors that LeBron kind of does that with guys. I mean, uh-huh. well, here's here's the question with that. I don't want to get too far off tangent here, but what's the difference between Jordan verbally getting aggressive with somebody, trying to quote unquote motivate them and becoming you know, such a super team that so much so they made a documentary about all the, the you know, the six time bulls, six time champion, or you have LeBron who just literally ships them out of town. They're the scapegoat and they ship them out of town. I've never been on that bandwagon of shipping of LeBron to ships them out of town. I think if you don't play well, you shouldn't really want to, you shouldn't be able to be on a championship contender if you're just along for the ride. And yeah, I feel it like it seems like it's never LeBron's fault. So. Well, I mean, you Ship can the say other that, that maybe the media doing that though. You can just for we know Michael Jordan verbally abused people and even abused them. We mm-hmm. know that, and so to me, like the two don't compare to that. But it does wonder the question: What if the Bulls had lost? Would yeah. Jordan still be a motivator? It's like, come on now. Well, that's Have the same thing about- with Bill Belichick. You know, like yeah, sit. You know, six Super Bowls, twenty or nine appearances in twenty years. You know, the Patriot way was, you know, phenomenal. How everyone tried to emulate the Patriot way. Tom Brady leaves. A couple of guys say, you know, they didn't have fun here. All of a sudden, the Patriot way falls apart because they're not right. Winning, you know, they're not in the playoffs. So it's it's, yeah, it works. winning cures all, I guess, is the big, uh, you know, big situation. Anyway. That's that's the big one here. So uh, we do have an awesome week uh, tomorrow. We are going to give our AM drive fives, both in the college and the NFL. We have a guest tomorrow. We'll preview that on Twitter. We'll let you guys right. know about that. I will not be here again on Thursday, so Mike's going to take us home with his Thursday night football preview. Might have a bevy of guests like he did last week. But uh, that being said, what are you most looking forward to this week? Is it college football? Is it the rankings being unveiled tomorrow? What are you most looking forward to the week in sports? I don't want to say this, but I have to say it. I'm looking forward to what the committee does this week with their narrative. Yeah, I, I just have to see it. I. I have to see what the new controversy is this week. Because the first week it was Cincinnati being all the way at six. Week two, it was um, Michigan over Michigan State, which I agreed with. And now it's like, what is it going to be this week? Is Notre Dame going to jump up? Is Michigan going to be in the playoff? I mean, it's, it's just going to be crazy. Yeah, it is going to be. I, uh, Me, I'm looking forward. we got a great week in hockey, some great matchups. Right. Um, I'll try to get some I, I'll get, try to get some NHL into the AM drive here in the next couple of days. But uh, – yeah, I uh, I'm interested. Everything seems to kind of be in full swing, with the exception of baseball. It feels like all the sports are kind of in full swing, and that's uh, an exciting time. Baseball free agency is coming up too. We got to talk about that in a few weeks or so. Yeah, that's also true. I have to get Mitch back on to uh, to to 
Hopefully he's in a better mood now. A happier Mitch. Yeah, I was going to say. A happier Mitch Bernstein. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, we appreciate you guys tuning in, listening to the 90 Minute Monday. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it. want to thank all of our sponsors here, first and foremost, Pickamores and Popple and Fanatics and Vice Golf and Buttercloth and all of them. want to thank you guys again for tuning in, listening, supporting us. Once again, MikeAndAaronDrive.com. Visit that website right there that Mike just showed you. And you can click on all of our links, get to past shows, go to our AM Drive store, and once again, support all of those sponsors that support us. Support us on social media at the AM Drive TV, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Mike does a really good job at keeping all of those, uh, the content fresh. And uh, that's it for me, man. We're going to do this again tomorrow. AM Drive Top Fives. We have a guest tomorrow talking donuts. And I'm not talking shutouts, so I'm super interested in that one as well. But uh, for Michael Carvelis, I am Aaron Crouch. We appreciate you guys listening, tuning in, supporting, and doing what you guys do each and every weekday at 10 a.m. Eastern, only on 12-Ounce Sports. We are out. We'll see you tomorrow. Adios.